This is the Exceptional Leaders Podcast. The world is fading away. We don't just need successful men but exceptional leaders with a different spirit who seek God wholeheartedly and live in light of eternity. I am your host, Victor Ogunshola. In this season, we are taking a 40-day journey with the purpose-driven life by requiring to discover the answer to life's most important question, what on earth am I here for? Thanks for joining us. Day 18. Experiencing life together. Each one of us is part of the body of Christ and you were chosen to live together in peace. Colossians 3 verse 15. How wonderful it is, how pleasant for God's people to live together in harmony. Psalm 133 verse 1. Life is meant to be shared. God intends for us to experience life together. The Bible calls this shared life fellowship. Today, however, the word has lost most of its biblical meaning. Fellowship now usually refers to casual conversation, socializing, food and fun. The question, where do you fellowship, means where do you attend church. Stay after for fellowship usually means wait for refreshment. Real fellowship is so much more than just showing up at services. It is experiencing life together. It includes unselfish loving, honest sharing, practical serving, sacrificial giving, sympathetic comforting, and all the other one another commands found in the New Testament. When it comes to fellowship, size matters. Smaller is better. You can worship with a crowd, but you can't fellowship with one. Once a group becomes larger than about 10 people, someone stops participating, usually the quietest person, and a few people will dominate the group. Jesus ministered in the context of a small group of disciples. He could have chosen more, but he knew 12 is about the maximum size you can have in a small group if everyone is to participate. The body of Christ like your own body is really a collection of many small cells. The life of the body of Christ, like your body, is contained in the cells. For this reason, every Christian needs to be involved in a small group within their church, whether it is a home fellowship group, a Sunday school class, or a Bible study. This is where real community takes place, not in the big gathering. If you think of your church as a ship, the small groups are the lifeboats attached to it. God has made an incredible promise about small groups of believers, for where two or three are gathered together in my name, I am there in their midst. Unfortunately, even being in a small group does not guarantee you will experience real community. Many Sunday school classes and small groups are stuck in superficiality and have no clue as to what it's like to experience genuine fellowship. 
what is the difference between real and fake fellowship in real fellowship people experience authenticity authentic fellowship is not superficial surface level chit chat it is genuine heart to heart sometimes gut level sharing it happens when people get honest about who they are and what is happening in their lives they share their hearts reveal their feelings confess their failures disclose their doubts admit their fears acknowledge their weaknesses and ask for help and prayer authenticity is the exact opposite of what you find in some churches instead of an atmosphere of honesty and humility there is pretending role playing politicking and superficial politeness but shallow conversation people wear masks keep their guard up and act as if everything is rosy in their lives these attitudes are the death of real fellowship it is only as we become open about our lives that we experience real fellowship the bible says if we live in the light as god is in the light we can share fellowship with each other if we say we have no sin we are fooling ourselves the world thinks intimacy occurs in the dark but god says it happens in the light darkness is used to hide our hearts, thoughts, fears, failures and flaws. But in the light, we bring them all out into the open and admit who we really are. Of course, being authentic requires both courage and humility. It means facing our fear of exposure, rejection and being out again. Why would anyone take such a risk? Because it is the only way to grow spiritually and be emotionally healthy. The Bible says, make this your common practice. Confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you can live together whole and healed. We only grow by taking risks. And the most difficult risk of all is to be honest with ourselves with others in real fellowship people experience mutuality mutuality is the heart of giving and receiving it depends on each other it's depending on each other the bible says the way god designed our bodies is a model for understanding our lives together as a church every part dependent on every other part mutuality is the heart of fellowship building reciprocal relationships sharing responsibilities and helping each other paul said i want us to help each other with our faith with the faith we have your faith will help me and my faith will help you all of us are more consistent in our faith when others work with us and encourage us the Bible commands mutual accountability, mutual encouragement, mutual serving, mutual honoring. Over 50 times in the New Testament, we are commanded to do different tasks to one another and each other. The Bible says, make every effort to do what leads to peace and to mutual edification. You are not responsible for everyone in the body of Christ, but you are responsible to them. God expects you to do whatever you can to help them. 
in real fellowship people experience sympathy sympathy is not giving advice or offering quick cosmetic help sympathy is entering in and sharing the pain of the pain of others sympathy says i understand what you are going through and what you feel is neither strange nor crazy today some call this empathy but the biblical word is sympathy the bible says as holy people be sympathetic kind humble gentle and patient sympathy means to fundamental humanity the need to be understood and the need to have your feelings validated every time you understand and affirm someone's feeling you build fellowship the problem is that we are often in so much of a hurry to fix things that we don't have time to sympathize with people or we are preoccupied with our own or self-pity dries up sympathy for others there are different levels of fellowship and each is appropriate at different times the simplest level of fellowship are the fellowship of sharing and the fellowship of studying god's word together a deeper level is the fellowship of serving as when we minister together on mission trips or mercy projects the deepest most intense level is the fellowship of suffering where we enter into each other's pain and grief and carry each other's burden the christians who understand this level best are those around the world who are being persecuted despised and often martyred for their faith the bible commands share each other's troubles and problems and in this way obey the law of christ it is in this in that it is in the times of deep crisis greed and doubt that we need each other most when circumstances crush us to the point that our faith falters that's when we need believing friends the most we need a small group of friends to have faith in god for us and to pull us through in a small group but the body of christ is real and tangible even when god seems distant this is what job desperately needed during his suffering he cried out a despairing man should have the devotion of his friends even though he forsakes the fear of the almighty in real fellowship people experience mercy fellowship is a place of grace where mistakes aren't rubbed in but rubbed out fellowship happens when mercy wins over justice we all need mercy because we all stumble and fall and require help getting back on track we need to offer mercy to each other and be willing to receive it from each other god says when people sin you should forgive and comfort them so they won't give up in despair you can't have fellowship without forgiveness god wants never hold grudges because bitterness and resentment always destroy fellowship because we are imperfect sinful people we inevitably hurt each other when we are together for a long enough time sometimes we hurt each other's intentionally and sometimes unintentionally 
but either way it takes massive amount of mercy and grace to create and maintain fellowship the bible says you must make allowance for each other's faults and forgive the person who offends you remember the lord forgave you so you must forgive others god's mercy to us is the motivation for showing mercy to others remember you will never be asked to forgive someone else more than god has already forgiven you whenever you are hurt by someone you have a choice to make will i use my energy and emotions for relation for retaliation or for resolution you can't do both many people are reluctant to show mercy because they don't understand the difference between trust and forgiveness forgiveness is letting go of the past trust has to do with future behavior forgiveness must be immediate whether or not a person asks for it trust must be rebuilt over time trust requires a track record if someone hurts you repeatedly you are commanded by god to forgive them instantly but you are not expected to trust them immediately and you are not expected to continue allowing them to hurt you they must prove they have changed over time the best place to restore trust is within the supportive context of a small group that offers both encouragement and accountability there are many other benefits you will experience in being a part of a small group committed to real fellowship it is an essential part of your christian life that you cannot overlook for over 2000 years christians have regularly gathered in small groups of fellowship if you've ever been if you've never been a part of a group or class like this you really don't know what you're missing in the next chapter we'll look at what it takes to create this kind of community with other believers but i hope this chapter has made you hungry to experience the authenticity mutuality sympathy and mercy of real fellowship you were created for community points to ponder i need others in my life verse to remember share with others troubles and problems and in this way obey the law of christ galatians 6 verse 2 question to consider what one step can you take today to connect with another believer at a more genuine heart to heart level i believe you enjoyed this episode Thank you for listening. I look forward to your comments and questions on this episode. And please share. Don't ever forget you are exceptional. Remain blessed.